recording. And we're running. Running. 2014. I think this is the second one for 2014. Remember we did one from Box? Oh, and right on sign. We've literally just started recording. This is uh, Nick Bally. <laughs> Nick Bally. Nick Bally. How are we? Oh, God. God, we're professional today. Nick Barry, Kieran Bullock is here as well. And Callum McDonald has just rocked up on his bike. Um, so, yeah. So, this is the... No, this is our first one. For 2014? For 2014, yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it was Boxing Day. It was Boxing Day, the last one we did, where we planned New Year's shenanigans. It wasn't on Boxing Day, but it was during the Boxing Day test right. period. Mm. We had Mr. Billius. We did. Billius Otis Penfold in the uh, in the studio here, and uh, Big Bad Bill from Wellington. You guys plotted New Year's extravaganzas with ten pints, and mm. I've since spent a fair bit of time with Bill. And I've heard his perspective. What happened? How was New Year's? And how many of the big pints uh, did you get through? Yes, go down? New Year's. Bill, Bill said he had a cracking time. It was good. Um, we got there. Um, oh, I actually don't. The door is locked. Come, can't get it. So, Kieran's gone to the door to go and let in, <laughs> to go and let in Callum. Um, so, yeah, this is how professional we are. We have uh, can't even let our assistants in to help us out with the podcast. Uh, we're actually, we're broadcasting from Kieran Bullock's place in uh, Abbotsford. Abbotsford I, Studios. I won't give the address because I've been told that that's not appropriate. They've already given it, apparently. So, um, yeah, so... Anyway, what was the question? New Year's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. How was it? How was New Year's? Well, New Year's was good. It was at a place called the Alehouse Project over in Brunswick, uh, a microbrewery with Bill, who uh, dedicated podcast listeners will remember from our last podcast. Bill! That's how we say it. Lovely, lovely. Just such... such Operatic voices no. in this place, you know. Voices of angels over here. That's it. Anonymous scurry at your heart out. Project yeah. Alehouse. Project Alehouse. The yeah, Alehouse Project. It was. It was busy. Um, was it busy? No, it wasn't really that busy. Actually, that was the thing. It wasn't actually all that busy. It was saying, Say saying busy a few more times. Far out. It's yeah. like fourteen. God, we're going well today. We are going super well. Shocking yeah. start. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah. No. Was it not that busy? It, look, it wasn't as busy as it probably New Year's would Eve. have hoped. Yeah, mm. Mm. but it was good enough. What yeah. The place used to, pl- the place was. Uh, if any Melbourne listeners are familiar with an old establishment called the Comfy Chair. Yeah. Comfy Chair. Yeah. So they've moved the Comfy Chair into a to a brewery. Basically, moved it into a transformed it into a brewery. They transformed it. Into yeah. A no, so no, that's right. It's still got the two rooms and the place out the back. Yeah, um, right. But it was good. Ale House the Ale House Project. That, like a, that is very weird. Mm. It does sound not relevant. <laughs> that is true. I, I have actually, I have actually noticed it, but I have failed to actually mention it on the podcast so far. That's Kieran Bullock has come back from New Zealand with what can only be described as a ginger ninja goatee. I've gone the goatee, yeah. I because I, I just, you know, when you go on holiday and you grow your holiday beard, mm. and then there comes that time where you you have to shave it off. And mm. I just couldn't go the whole. I couldn't get rid of it all in one go. It's got an inflection of ginger, something chronic. Most, men, man. most men's facial hair it does have an inflection of ginger. Mine doesn't. Yeah, that's true. It's because you're blonde. I'm not blonde, dark. You are. Blonde. You are in the blonde family. 
Am I blonde? Yeah, you're 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 sort of a you're a dusty blonde. A dusty blonde. Yeah, you're you're more a platinum blonde, a For champagne you blonde. You haven't actually met Big Dog. It's sort of There's pictures of. I him think we need to look this up because I don't think <laughs> I am. I don't think I am a blonde. What do you think you are then? Very, 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 very light brown. Yeah. No. Dark blonde. Dark blonde, but that's still in the blonde category. Well. Right, according to Wikipedia, mm. blonde or blonde, both you can spell it how you can spell it um, with an e or without an e. Is fair or fair hair is a hair color characterized by low levels of dark pigment. Uh, visible hue depends on various factors, but always has some sort of yellowish color. So nice. You You're definitely in the blonde category. So I have a yellowish type so you're, you're hair. A pale blonde. You're a pale blonde, yeah. A pale blonde. Pale blonde. A pale blonde. And I obviously have brown hair, which means that I have um, a brown oh, slash ginger beard. There's a scale. So back to <laughs> ignoring my fairly mediocre goatee for a second. How was the it's actual great New Year's? How, how was oh, it? Oh, look, it was good. It was good, but Bill it was... Bill said he had a great time. He, Bill was in fine form. Of course he was. He was tanked. <laughs> and he was tanked Steamed, quite early. as he would call it. Yeah. Um, and look, I mean... Billy actually kicked on with uh, yeah, with with Stanton for a bit. No, of course he did. Uh, I took. Tell the, me they didn't end up at what's that awful place? Oh. Revolver. Tell me. No, they went to the retreat good. first. Oh yeah, that's pretty good. And then they ended up at the casino, I believe. Of course, of course they did. Um, but yeah, no, it was uh, it was it was good, man. But we had like um. We had the front section of the bar to ourselves because we got there so early and we right. ended up doing things, crazy things like like playing Jenga, as you do. Oh, Jenga. Yeah. Bit of New Year's Eve Jenga. But I must admit, though, we were a party of about over a dozen people, which nice. made us pretty much one of the biggest groups yeah. there. That's good. Mm. Oh, I love it. I love it. But yeah, definitely worth a, definitely worth a visit. It was, um, yeah, the brews were pretty tasty. Were they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Bill seemed, uh, Bill seemed impressed. I had a favourite. It was the Mornington Peninsula Pale Ale. Uh, oh, yeah. And it was good. Was it quite hoppy, Bill? Mm. Mm, I, I can't really remember. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine so it you would. I had quite a few of them. I had a few of them. <laughs> it was, or it was, look, every, every, every beer except for one, which was like a 10%, was up for, was up for grabs. Yeah, and the ten percent one you had to pay for, yeah, but right. there was an eight percent one you could just have. Probably just have. Want to drink too many? No, no. Ten percent to to all the podcast listeners out there. Word of advice: Don't drink too many ten percent alcoholic beers. You will end up on your bottom. You have have as on. have as many eight percent as what you're saying, as long as they're included in the uh, in the beverage package. Yeah. So that was my New Year's. Quite quite local, quite low key mm. in a sense, but. Uh, these two fine gentlemen had a uh, Trans Tasman New Year's. But we actually say. had separate New Year's. That's all true. Three of us. So, Kieran, your oh, New Year's. Well, me and uh, me and Mikey T and Christopher Bradley, as planned, some went down New to Zealand, Queensland. some New Zealand associate friends of ours. He's Christopher Brad. Went down to uh, Queenstown as planned, and um, look, what can I tell you? It all kind of went to script. We drove down, beautiful drive, Christchurch to Queenstown, and um, had no accommodation, which we knew was going to be the case. Smooth. We parked up in the cricket ground and sat in the car and cranked the tunes and smashed a few bourbon and cokes. And then we, uh, <laughs> once we smashed enough coke to pour bourbon into the coke bottle and take <laughs> with us on the road. Now, the cricket ground in Queenstown is... Um, lovely ground, apparently. It's a lovely ground. It's about 
six k's out of the main town area though mm-hmm. so we thought we'd just take a walk and about half a k in we found an Indian restaurant had some Indian and then we thought oh well it's only five k's to the town we might as well just, just walk it and have a few swigs out of the coke bottle and see what happens and Mikey T puts his thumb out to hitchhike is a bit of a joke and he's got the thumb out for about 30 seconds this blue Mercedes pulls over wow. winds down the window says you boys looking for a ride into town and we're like yeah we are <laughs> wow and here's the right. best bit though so we pile in and it's this uh, I don't know how old she would have been she's probably maybe in her 40s early 50s maybe she's looking pretty good for early 50s oh. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 40s somewhere yeah I'm driving this Merc and we're like oh so what are you up to big big New Year's plan she's like oh she's got a bottle of wine sort of in the little side compartment there <laughs> We're like, look at the bottle of Drinking wine. Drinking and driving, Look at the Merc, and we're like, yeah, this is... Oh, it was, it was, in, it was in the paper bag. Right. You could tell it was wine. So we're like, oh, yeah, big New Year's planned. And she's, um, she goes, oh, not really. I'm off to an AA meeting. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> and I was just like, oh, that's, that's interesting. She's like, yeah. She's like, yeah, 15 years sober. And I was like, oh, okay. So are they having a, like a special AA meeting on New Year's as kind of a support thing? Because... Because New Year's is such an alcoholic kind of driven event these so days. So this must have been quite early then. Yeah, yeah, this is like... Uh, this wasn't like midnight or anything. About six, six o'clock, we yeah. got up. Yeah, yeah right. Um, and so I, I, I assumed that it was a, a kind of a special AA meeting as kind of a support mechanism to get through that day. She's like, no, no, we just have them on a Thursday. <laughs> Which I think, I think it was a Thursday, I can't remember. And we're like, oh, so this is not like a special one. She's like, no. And then she pulled out the bottle of wine. She's like, I'm going to a party straight afterwards. It's like... And there was a kind of a pause where everyone sort of wanted to ask the question. Then she's like, Are you the wine's drinking? not for me. <laughs> Is that what she said? Because yeah, <laughs> you can tell that we all just had a pause where we were kind of oh, trying great. to put together the AA meeting and the bottle of wine that yeah. she pulled out. She's like, yeah. I'm going to a party afterwards. I was like, I don't know if you're taking this AA thing very seriously. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the whole point of it is to be sober. And, uh, and then so we got into town. She's like, well, I'm going to park here. And she got out and walked off. <laughs> it's like, thanks for the ride. Right, it's pretty fun. good. And then um, I have to admit, by this point, because me and Chris started drinking in the car as well um, from about Cromwell on, so we'd been ha- we'd already you had about. Point out at this point that Christopher Bradley is a police officer. Yeah, <laughs> which means he knows that it's not illegal to drink in a car as long as you're not driving. <laughs> so we'd had a few bourbon and cokes already. So then we went up the Luge. Now the Luge oh. is my favourite thing to do in the world. I love the Luge. When I make money in some capacity. I'm going to build one. <laughs> Don't care how rudimentary it is, I will have a luge in my lifetime. Nice. Anyway, so we went into the luge, and it's fair to say that uh, there were some pretty wild tactics on the luge course after we'd all had a couple of sherbets. And uh, there may have been some two-wheeling, and I may have lost every race. <laughs> which is surprising, how many, how many surprising given that I'm usually pretty good. How many rounds did you do? Five. Luge? Five. Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what we did when... Uh, when, when it's we not were, enough. Actually, we it's not enough. Six. Yeah, we did six. Oh, weeks. they gave you a free one again, yeah. did they? No, no, no. 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 Last time when we were there. Yeah, they got us a free one. And then, uh, yeah, like I say, it kind of, which was the plan. As I say, the night pretty much went to script and we went out to various Queenstown bars and got far too drunk. I must, I must I say at this point, flight. too, that from my experience in Queenstown, Queenstown is not the ideal place to be a recovering alcoholic. No. Because it Especially is a party town. It's definitely a party town. And then, so we staggered back 
well, we took a taxi actually back to where the car was parked, but um, it said on the taxi that they took FPOS. And so when Mikey T went to pay by FPOS, the taxi driver went, I don't take FPOS, I don't well, have it. And Mikey T was like, well, I'm outraged. So we had to get out early near a um, Bank. petrol station mm. to go to an ATM. And then, which, So Chris runs off to the ATM to get money. Mikey T's walking around the taxi pointing at all the FPOS stickers. The guy's got in his taxi going, there's an FPOS sticker. You got one on the back, you got one on the side, you got one in the window. So Maybe it wasn't working. Oh, we were pretty drunk, I remember. Yeah. But apparently at this point I just walked off because I just wanted to get into the car and have a snooze. But I ended up going the wrong way. So it's like the, the Queenstown Event Centre is in this big park next to the airport. And I kind of, I went, let's just say I went west when I should have been going north or, or south or wherever. I went basically the wrong way. Ended up getting picked up by this guy on a golf course. I ended up what? meandering into because the, there's a golf course next to it as well. So I'm just hooning, so you, hooning along in the dark, thinking I'm going in the right direction. And then this guy's like, hey, what are you doing? I was like, just going back to my car. And I end up getting a, an escort back to the car. I get back to the car, neither of them are there. And then Chris pops up out of nowhere. And I'm like, oh, where have you boys been? And Chris is like, where have you been? I was like, in the golf course? <laughs> I was like, where's Mikey do. T? And Chris goes, you will not believe us. But Mikey T's lost his car keys. <laughs> Oh my! Which means that you couldn't get into the car. And exactly, it. we couldn't oh, get into the no. car. So Mikey T apparently at this point sticks his thumb back out, hitches another ride into town to the police station, who had the keys somehow. Chris, I think Chris rang the bar, and the bar said that they handed them into the police. God. And then so we ended up uh, getting into the car and having a nap at sort of about uh, four four thirty in the morning, Ooh. and. Um, so the plan then was to, to sleep in the car and get up for the cricket. Now, we get Great. up. Right. The weather is absolutely atrocious. It is. <laughs> clouds, low-hanging clouds, absolutely everywhere. The rain is just kind of drizzling. And um, we went on a bit of an adventure to the airport, which is next door, to print our tickets. But at about 2 o'clock, we said, there's no way they're getting cricket out. The, the clouds aren't moving there's no wind the rain is drizzling it's just not happening and so we started driving back to Christchurch and um, we got about halfway to Christchurch and we found out that the, the rain had cleared and they'd started playing and they were playing a 2020 reduced game from 50 overs apiece and uh, Corey Anderson smashed the world record for the quickest 100 in one day cricket and we're sitting there uh, it is rough yeah so, what about McCollum's McCullum's 300. Oh. Well, we can oh, we fast forward to it. We can fast forward to that. So, so Callum and I um, have been in New Zealand since since sort of just before New Year's, and we only just got back a couple of days ago. But, um, yes, the day we flew back to Wellington, uh, back to Melbourne from Wellington, was the day that Brendan McCullum scored 300 in a test match. And uh, we literally went there for the first hour, watched BMAC get us 300, we also did the and then went straight to the airport. We also saw... We also saw um, Another, we also saw another century. We saw another. Oh, yeah, Jimmy Nation. Jimmy Nation. Well, century on debut. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Great test. Yeah. So there you go. Sleeping in a car, getting back to Christchurch, finding the cricket had gone on at Queenstown, losing your car keys, getting hitchhikes. Wow. The whole thing. It's got everything in it. uh, Yeah, went to script with a few little twists and turns. Right. And what about you, Callum? How was your New Year's? Um, Well, I flew to... uh, 
I flew to Wellington um, because my lovely lady friend Clem, who is probably listening at some well, point in the not, future, not quite, not, not right now. Will, we're not, um, we're not brought her husband alive, but she wife. she yeah, she wife. does listen to the podcast. I've worked that out now. That <laughs> Big Dog has figured out taken six podcasts, or <laughs> five or something. Uh, it's actually Clem. It's actually her favourite holiday. She loves New Year's. I don't really understand what all the fuss is about. I enjoy it. It's 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 a holiday, but mm. whatever. Um, government fireworks are fun. So I flew over to. I was flying over to Christchurch for Mike and T's wedding, um, but I, it was going to cost me the same because I was flying in that weird period because the the um, the, the bachelor party was on the fourth, fourth, started the celebrations kind of started on the fourth. So all the flights that part, that period of time to Christchurch were fucking heinous. But by the time I, I, I figured out when I was going to buy my That's flights. because everybody wanted to go back to Mikey T's bachelor. That's it. <laughs> That's it. And well, might they have, because it was awesome. It was great. Um, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, so I, I actually made a little detour via Wellington, because it was actually going to cost me the same amount to fly to Wellington and then get another flight down to Christchurch wow. as it was. So I decided I'll spend a little bit of extra time with Clem, um, and she truly appreciated that. We went to Max Brew Brew Bar. On the on the wharf in Wellington, very nice. Had a lovely meal. We all got suited up, and um, there was a little bit of dancing. And then we all uh, piled back to the uh, the manor, which is the big rambling house they live in. Um, How many people does she live in? Aro, pardon. How many people does she? Uh, live? six at the moment. Wow. One, two, three, One of them is a couple. Five. five. Sorry, five. So does that There's count? As, does, so when you say six, does that count as? Six, including there's, the there's couple. Si- there's six. There's six, six of them in the house. There's six of them in the house. There's there's right. five. five. Five bedroom house. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Thanks, Kevin. Um. So yeah, no, I had a lovely time. Uh. And I I really enjoyed New Year's. And when there was actually some fireworks, Clem said to me that there wasn't going to be fireworks. She said they saved all the fireworks for Guy Fawkes Day. Uh. Which I found really weird. That we is don't strange. really do Guy Fawkes no, Day. I don't even understand exactly what Guy Fawkes Day is. I know that oh. Guy, I know that Guy Fawkes was a dude from England who tried to blow up the. London Tower or something, something, like and that. they burn him in. They burn him in effigy, and they have fireworks to. to of course, they do. and now they just do fireworks. Now they just do fireworks. Fun. Well, no, they just in um in in England they still build guys. Mm. It's still a big thing. So fireworks, uh, these are these are these are uh, these aren't fireworks for the general public. These are fireworks that are on like the the, the town. Yeah, yeah, yeah there, well, there were some. The Wellington, city the like, Wellington Council puts on a whatever. Wellington's a stunning city for fireworks. It's a really, mm. really beautiful because it's got sort of, it's got um, hills all the way around. So it's it's kind of des- and there's a big harbour. So yeah. it's quite it's quite it's great for fireworks. So I was surprised when Clem said there wasn't any fireworks for New Year's Eve, but they did turn out that to be some. Seems. Yeah, I think she got a, a wise cross there. <laughs> for wow. sure. I but remember, was, was I remember when I was a kid in New South Wales, which is where I lived back in when I was a young lad. A young buck. We used to be young able to go to... Um, you used to be able to go to a party where the general public would have their own fireworks. So people <laughs> on the farms and stuff would get a whole bunch of fireworks and they'd set them off. Bit of BYO fireworks. Yeah. Now, that is not allowed anymore in any way, shape, or form, except in our fine district of Australia known as the Australian Capital Territory. (laughs) Uh, If Clem is listening, that's Canberra. 
a place that needs as many fireworks as you can possibly get <laughs> to make it exciting. What they got means is that Canberra is widely regarded it's as a bit of a shithole. A yeah. shithole. It is awful. a shithole. It's awful. Yeah. It's just, it's an atrocity. It's a, it staggers me that a country like this has a capital so dull and awful. It's a geometrically designed <laughs> shithole, which makes it even worse. It's like, geometrically designed. It is. It's everything structured and set up in these weird, funny patterns. Yeah, it's just... Maybe, so it's a polished turd. Yeah. yeah bang on. Hmm. Bang on the money about Canberra there. Plus, it's full of politicians who, I don't want to rant, but seriously, a town full of politicians... Not the most exciting town. They dis- they're destroying our country, and they started with the capital by designing it <laughs> as a piece of shit. Yes. Such an ordinary place. To any politicians listening to the podcast, <laughs> yeah. hello to you there. Sort your shit out. Put it in a skyscraper. Or another something. list of another list of things. Another thing to add to the list of things that Big Dog is not. Big Dog is not a politician. Not a politician. Or a but fuck it. Or a dietitian. Or a doctor. Or a vet. Or a vet. The list is growing. <laughs> And it will grow ever longer in 2014. It will indeed. It will indeed. Right. So what's um? So speaking now that we are well and truly uh, down the road of the 2014 highway, <laughs> so to speak. So what to is, speak. What is everyone's What is everyone's ambitions for 2014? Oh, big, big stuff. Big, big stuff. Well, we have, this is too big for the podcast. No, no, of course not. Um, I. Uh, Obviously, I'm going to be focusing on my acting stuff. As, try, as will I. Try and get a bit more stuff happening. Last year was not a good year. It was my first year with an agent. And it didn't, started with a bit of a whimper. So I'm, it's looking good so far. It's looking slightly better this year. Um, so hopefully I can, I can get more auditions than I had last year and hopefully get one of those parts. Should be nice. Um, <laughs> other than that, I'm just going to focus on a couple of creative projects and... Uh, Potentially save up money for a move. I move may, to the may may be considering moving to in where? 2015. Vancouver. Vancouver in Canada. Also known Canada. as the Coup. Which is predicated. The Coup? Is it really known as the Coup? It is now. <laughs> I think it should be called the Coup. I, I think, I think we need to coup. I think we need to get some sort of verification from an authentic Canadian website that it's called the <laughs> No, coup. I've I've made that made up the couve and I'm sticking to it yeah well, I think it's great it's great that a oh it is it's in Urban Dictionary oh good well it's then it's definitely dictionary. well there you go that's well then that's thing, good enough for us it's good enough for us so yeah so that's um, the move to the couve is is based on uh, a friend of mine that's gone over to, to do acting stuff and uh, says it's a pretty good place to be and they, they shoot lots of things there and I don't know it's just uh Pondering a change of scenery, and mm-hmm. that's probably where I'll go if I decide that a change is required. But hey, 2014 is a long year. We're only uh, we're only oh, well, we're one nearly, month in so far. Well, we're nearly well, two well, months. We're nearly two months. Oh, I, have no <laughs> what's happening. I have no idea what's happening. Um, but uh, yeah, so so the plans are loose, mm. but they are what they are. Nice. What about you, big dog? Oh, Apart look. from starting up your uh, your ukulele band. <laughs> big dog and the big kahunas um, what else have you uh, you're well, going to Fiji well, we are, we're going many, big big as many as you can fit oh, into the as many big kahunas as you can possibly get <laughs> on the front of a CD cover pretty much yeah pretty much one bike and maybe me yeah just yeah squeezed in squeezed in yeah and I'm not a big guy either but some of those Fijians are big people so 
Lovely people, I'm sure. But uh, as you'll find out, as when I'll you find go out there. in about three days' time when me and my three days, that is close. Yeah, Thursday we fly out, so right. four, four days really. But um, yeah, me and my lovely girlfriend Sarah are going to Fiji for a week, um, and we're going to be staying in a place called the. Yeah, it should be good. It should be really good. Um, we're going to stay at a place on what's called the Coral Coast. Coral Coast, I know it well. Yeah, apparently was the first place in Fiji. It's on the mainland, and Fiji, I should point out, is a region of islands, actually, that has uh, over 300 islands in total. Mm. Two big ones. Two big ones. And Two we are big on, main ones. We are on the mainland. Mattering of others. We are on the big kahuna on the <laughs> Fijian islands. So. Which is... Vitu Levu. Vitu Levu, yep. And so we're we're between the two major centres. There's a we fly in, there's a place called Nadi. Which, which is, is pronounced Nandi. And if you pronounce it correctly, Nandi. you'll get a little wink from the Fijians. Yeah. Is that right? Uh, yeah, Well there you go. See, I haven't even done my homework and I've been getting, yeah, there but you go. You if you say that correctly, people Nandi. will be impressed. Nandi. Nandi. Yep. So it's like Nando's, but like Nandi. Yeah, pretty much. Right. If that helps you. Do you reckon there's a Nando's in Nandi? No. There isn't. Um Without wanting to offend the greater <laughs> Fijian community, Nandi is quite a dusty, ramshackle kind I've, of I've country heard, town. I've, I've kind yeah. of heard that, yeah. But then where it's, it's, yeah. it's a if you're not prepared for it, you kind it's a little bit surprising. It is it is quite dusty and small and very country town esque. It's right, sort of uh, as, as big as. An urban centre gets in Fiji. What about Suva, the capital? Which Suva, I have not been to. Oh, but, right. Um, I imagine it might be a little bit nicer. Mm. But uh, you know, it's so a, so that's on the mainland as well. And we're sort of staying at a place called the Coral Coast, which runs in between those two major centres, so to speak. So that's very true. Mm. So so we'll be there, um, and I'll be taking my ukulele, and I will be planning on having a jam. With some of the Fijian locals, <laughs> who I call the Big Kahunas, now, which is actually almost kind of offensive because I'm aware that uh, Big Kahuna is actually a reference to Hawaiians. Yeah, it's definitely else. a reference to Hawaiians. Yeah, so I probably will have to restrain myself from calling a Fijian a Big Kahuna. Yeah, unless I want a big fist to the face. <laughs> the Fijians are a very peaceful group. Like, <laughs> I think they will just point out politely that... Um, they are not big kahunas. They are not big kahunas. They might have another word for it. I'm going to ask. And, and I will tell you what it is on the next podcast. What is the Fijian equivalent of being a big kahuna? And also, the Fijians <laughs> are uh, sort of uh, a bit more muscled and trim than some of their Pacific Island cousins. Uh, the Tongans and the Samoans, um, they are actually uh, a different... Um, I don't want to use this word, but apparently it's true. Ethnicity. Yeah, no, that is true. They, uh, I think the Fijians are Micronesians, whereas the um, Samoans and Tongans are Melanesians, I believe. And Fijians also... There's also Fijian Indians. That is, is true. Is it, is it there is a large, large uh, contingent of Indian descendants who live in Fiji. Yeah. Came over as slaves or something? Or something happened like uh, that? Workers of some kind. What? I'm not sure maybe what Callum, ma- Maybe Callum is. can look into the history of why there's such a large Indian contingent traditionally in Fiji. Yeah. yeah and there, is is in fact, there is in fact a Wikipedia, a Wikipedia article specifically on Indians in Fiji. Which says? 
Uh, Indo-Fijians, uh, Fijians whose ancestors came from India and various parts of South Asia and Southeast ah. Asia, they number 313,000. So quite that's significant. That's 37% Specific. of the total population of people living in Fiji. So that's a, that's a huge amount. Mm. Notable Fiji... Fijian Indians include Vijay Singh. Oh, the golfer. Love the big Vijay. Vijay. Uh, Ayaz Sayed Kayo. Don't know who that, that guy is. is. Um, I'm assuming it's a guy too. And Bobby Singh, who's who looks like a football player. Yeah, so they are... So the... Oh, arrival under indentured systems. So right. colonial authorities promoted the sugarcane industry, recognising the need to establish a stable economic base for the colony but were unwilling to in- exploit indigenous labour and threaten the Fijian way of life. So we're They assuming, put a whole bunch of Indians across instead. So we're assuming that when they say colonial, it must have been the English, was it? Yes. Yes, yes the Union Jack is still because on the Fijian the reason flag. I ask is because Vanuatu is not that far away, and that was more French colonial, I do believe. This is true. So that's what we're doing for first up, but then I'll come back and then I've got... Uh, very close to finishing a history degree, hey. so that will that will take me up until May, and then I'll be done. And then, um, and then, yeah, there'll be sort of. I've got some plans to get some more uh, uh, writing going based on historical subjects. Oh, yeah. Oh, sounds very geeky and nerdy, but what yeah. You, what's what's the what, what are you what are you plotting there? What's well, the, one of them's about a go. person called Ben Hall who was a bush ranger. And they refer to him as the gentleman's bushranger, almost the Australian Robin Hood. So, <laughs> so I'm going to get on with that one. Um, and yeah, so that's what that's what sort of we're looking into doing. Just doing some writing stuff. Do you want to get back into it a bit more? Yeah, yeah. great option. Yeah, yeah. that's if the uh, big dog and the big Kahuna's doesn't take off <laughs> and a multi-platinum deal. You know, it's recorded uh, in the islands. Yeah. Live from the Coral Coast. Live from the Coral Coast. Should be the name of your album. Yeah. Even though that will also great, not be it? live, but given your <laughs> propensity to, to not understand what live and pre-recorded means, I think it's only fair that uh, mm. the album's called Live from the Coral Coast. Yeah. Oh, I should also point out too, we're staying at this place uh, at a resort, as most people tend to stay at yeah, in it's, Fiji. It's the predominant form of accommodation. This place has uh, got a pool in, in the shape. Yeah, I know. Well, massive. We've, um, we've splashed no, out for a pool. Mate, yeah. great option. Yeah. But the pool is in the shape of a foot. Yeah! <laughs> in like, the shape? Does that mean there's like five little mini pools at the end? And those five little mini pools are the hot spots. That's awesome! <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> greatest... Oh, what's the name ever. of the resort? It's called Crusoe's Retreat. Cal, can we can we Google that and bring up the satellite picture and see if we can find a satellite picture of the pool? Yeah, there's I'm photos manking. of it and everything. Oh. It comes straight out, Crusoe's Retreat. Coral Coast. Coral Coast. Hey! Oh, no way. Maybe perhaps we'll put up a picture. In the of shape the... of the Oh, look at that. That's a better one. That's a better photo. Look at that. Oh, it's great. It's actually not. It's actually not the biggest foot pool you would ever see. Is it not? It actually doesn't look like that massive. It doesn't pool. actually look that big. But until you, there's, until you see it, cool. you need a person in the pool to really get a sense of scale. And you know what else? I think the big toe is big enough for two people to sit in the spa 
in that in that particular toe, and the rest are just single spots. <laughs> so they thought of it all. What's really? the little toe like for children and midgets and stuff? Well, like, oh, sorry, we're not allowed to say midgets. Oh. It would be my hope that <laughs> uh, in my relaxing holiday there would be no midgets. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably offensive, but um, look, we all have things that we all struggle to to cope with cope with and and for some reason I have a propensity to be scared of midgets but you you have a pro- <laughs> but you've been you've been plotting your you know, midgets and wheelie bin musical for years yes I have how I are you going to rehearse this this mythical play if you can't actually handle being around them I might just do the producing of it or something pro- <laughs> I'm not sure just produce it from afar yeah put it this way I would be a little bit freaked out if Danny DeVito was just to walk through that He's door. not a midget. Well, he's what a, is he? He's just small. He's very small. <laughs> <laughs> right, but, that right. is true. Now, I've done a little bit of research via Wikipedia, and this took me a little while, but I, I, I think I figured out what the equivalent of a, of a kahuna oh, in Fiji is. would be. Yeah. It would either be a ratu, a which, ratu. Is like, which, is, which is the equivalent of a chief. Right. right? That's a, that's a very very high sort of rank in Fijian society, or it would be a vete, which is a which is a tr- traditional priestly class in Fiji. So maybe a mix between the two. I, I like the Ratu one better. Like the Ratu, the big Ratu. The big Ratu. <laughs> Should we call you that from now on? <laughs> <laughs> are we are we a scrapping the big, big dog, dog nickname? You wouldn't necessarily call yourself that while you're in Fiji. No, I didn't. I didn't very, suggest calling myself it's that. It's a very very. Uh, it's a very very high term. Perhaps reserved for very important people in Fiji. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and I will respect that. So Fiji, oh, that'll be a good time. That it will be but, a good time. Um, relax. Good. How are you going for? Yeah, uh, we're going for a week. Yeah. So yeah, nice week away. It's going to be hot. Oh boy, it's going to be hot. No, no, no holidays. I can't afford holidays. I'm in <laughs> debt. Well, you, it's almost like you've been away on holiday for two months. Yeah, I've been on holiday. Yeah. Wellington and. Christchurch and Queenstown. Mm. Saw a lot of the country. Now, I, I want to go back to this Danny DeVito thing. If he's <laughs> not a midget, then what is he? He's just a very short man. But what... How does that work? He's, he can't be. He can't be. I don't know. Maybe his mum enjoyed a blunt every now and again. I don't know. When he was, when he was, Whoa. Okay. No, but isn't he... He's just a short dude. Surely he's not five foot. Well, I don't know. I don't know how tall he is. How tall is he? How tall is yeah. Danny DeVito? People can just be short. That's, that's fine. They don't, they don't have to have any sort of. Uh, oh, I should point out, we've actually ailment. had this argument before, but I'm. Uh, Danny DeVito is one point five two meters tall. One and a half meters. It's not very tall. I don't know what that is in the old scale. Yeah, what's that in feet? <laughs> Big dog wants it in feet and inches, and I'm inclined to. Because I reckon he's four foot something. All right, have a guess before we look at it. What are you going to? What, what's he? What's he? Uh, bet? What's four, he? four foot eleven. Four eleven. All right, I'll, I'll take four nine. Oh. Just to just to to keep it interesting. All right, Callum, what is it? Five foot oh. Five. Oh. Five, five foot, foot on the button. Exactly. Nudges the, the button. five. Does that include his hair? Well, he doesn't it? have much. Hair yeah, he doesn't anymore. anymore no. Yeah, but, he, but when he does, when he does, it's big. Have a look at that. It's not oh. a flattering par- uh, picture on his uh, Wikipedia he, page. He does. Oh, he looks like a cool dude. Oh, apparently, from all reports, Danny DeVito is a very cool dude. Is he? Mm. And you would know him. Well, Here's the I thing, though. Him, but <laughs> people shrink as they get older, That's so true. it stands to reason that at some point he will drop below 
the five foot line. Maybe he was five foot two before. Maybe he's <laughs> steadily shrinking. Look, I just want to know when DeVito. when Danny DeVito <laughs> and Arnold Schwarzenegger are going to team up again for their for their great <laughs> for for sequel to Twins. Didn't you say that that was greenlit? Like they were they were actually doing a sequel to Twins. They were thinking of it, and I think they were possibly going to call it Triplets and no. have Eddie Murphy in as the third triplet. It's just. Just is that offensive? Ferocity. It's probably borderline. Right. Yeah. That's just stupid. It's not offensive for any racial reasons. It's offensive because it's stupid. It offends my intelligence that they could make another one of those movies and bring in Eddie Murphy <laughs> as the third triplet. I mean, spare me. That is ridiculous. That is I'm great. outraged. That is great. <laughs> Polar opposite opinions here. I think it's absolutely atrocious. And you just like, Get me some popcorn and put me in the cinema in front of that movie. Yeah, I'd watch want. it. You I'd want. watch it, yeah. Of course you'd watch it. You'd... I don't think it's atrocious at you all. You love DeVito and you love Arnie. You know what I think is atrocious? Actors playing bands. <laughs> <laughs> that's atrocious. <laughs> that's all of us. That no, is... but I'm talking like, you know, like legitimate like people <laughs> with film careers who decide, oh, now I'm going to go across and become like a, a mainstream singer. Scarlett Johansson did it. I mean, not very well, but she did it. There's been some extraordinary creative side projects by actors. Oh, but sometimes you just need to get together with your mates never home. Bruce Willis and the Blues Band. Oh, the return of Bruno. <laughs> to, be fair, though, to be fair, though, in, in, in Bruce Willis's defence... <sighs> He was he was actually a musical artist before he became a film star. Whoa. What about? Um, he's, he's quite good actually. He's got he's got some. He's is got, he really? Back in the day, yeah. I think he. he I, I'm not not quite not quite so solid on um, not quite so solid on some of his more recent most recent contributions. Oh, can't be good. <laughs> Russell Crowe, thirty odd foot of grunts, thirty odd foot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was actually quite good though. Um, at the other end of the Russell Crowe scale is Steve Martin on the uh, what does he play he plays the does he play the uke oh he plays a, yeah he plays the uke or the accordion or something he plays something yeah, yeah and he's, he's quite good at it oh no he plays a banjo banjo yes. that's what he plays yeah. he plays it in, he plays he it to yeah, yeah and he American plays it in uke. The Jerk as well a fantastic film of his yeah I saw him on Dave Letterman like yeah. actually playing he's got albums and stuff yeah he's quite good hmm Kevin Costner in the modern West. Oh, is that real? Yes. Oh. Country music. It's hard to tell if you're just making these Terrible. up. That's atrocious. Yep. Country music. Yep. Steven Costner. Seagal and Thunderbox. Oh. Where he plays the blues. Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is not a joke. That is dead serious. Steven Seagal fancies himself as a bit of a blues player. Big dog. Definitely Steven Seagal's number one. Fan. I just can't get over Costner. In a, a country western band. Oh yeah. It's that that bloke hasn't killed his career enough by doing <laughs> awful, awful movies all the time. He's like, well, not all the time. Come on, Dances with Wolves the... is one of the most greatest films of all time. Yeah, and when did he bring that out? Like 1993 or Field something. Field of Dreams. Field oh, of Dreams. dreams. Great, great, great film. Great. Yeah. He's like a gambler who gets up early <laughs> and then decides to push the envelope and then just starts bleeding chips. What mm. did you say? Yes. <laughs> Oh, one of the one of the great ones I've heard of is uh, Will Smith's wife Jada Pinkett Smith. Yep. is the lead singer in a hardcore, heavy metal like rap no, I have metal heard that. band. Yeah, yeah, extraordinary. 
Will Smith, you'd have to say, um, done. He's done both. Boom, boom, shake, shake. Started as a, a rapper, he got a TV a gig, the and Fresh now he's Prince a himself, serious actor. But he, interestingly, he's sort of ducked back into music mm. throughout his. Um, well, he's obviously very, he's obviously very musical. He's a very talented man. I've very got nothing against. Man. I've got nothing. Let me right let me just let me just get this right. I've got nothing against <laughs> actors being musical. It's just Russell Crowe, isn't it? It's really just Russell Crowe. And Kevin Costner. And Kevin Costner. And Bruce Willis. And Steven Seagal. Well, should, we, should, we, should, we, should we tag a couple of things maybe on the podcast and tag a couple of um, links to some, be great. some musical offerings yeah. from these various people? I reckon that'd be, I reckon that'd be good. Yeah. You want to see some 30-odd foot of grunts on the Facebook oh. page? Oh. That'd be painful. <laughs> painful. Painful to listen to. Bit of the old 30-odd foot of grunts. Terrible name. Not good. Not a good name. Oh, interesting! Some interesting uh, names of songs as well. They, um, it's actually Russell Crowe and the Thirty Odd Foot of Grunts. Apparently, that's the. Oh right, so yeah, yeah, so yeah. The They've got a song From called "Sail These Front Those Center. Same Oceans." Right. Afraid, which sounds terrible. <laughs> uh, sounds like weight, apt. The weight of a man. Jeez, it sounds atrocious. Or as it? Russell Crowe would say, "The weight of a man." Australia. That wasn't bad. Did Look, we, I, 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 I like to be on record as saying I think Russell Crowe is a great actor. Oh, he's a wonderful actor. Just, just, just he does some stupid stuff. No, he's an idiot. Stupid, yeah, he's, stupid yeah, he's a bit of a tool. He's a bit <laughs> of a tool. But then again, look, who isn't a bit of a tool? Everyone has their tool moments. That's it. That is it. Yes. We've all been there. We've yeah. all done that. What else have you got plotted for the year? Well, what's Callum writing? got plotted? That's what I've got plotted. What's Callum got plotted? What have I got plotted? Um, well, I've decided that the two things are going to happen this year. Um, made some sort of... Uh, I guess you'd call them resolutions, but they're not really like that. Is this uh, the mustard thing again? It's mustard. I'm going to appreciate mustard more often because I feel that mustard is an underappreciated condiment. Callum, are you joining Scientology? Uh, no. I feel like that would be potentially less weird than the mustard thing. Oh, you want to? Here's an outrageous thing. <laughs> Watching the Olympics the other day, saw an advertisement for Scientology. Whoa. What? what no, the, this is true. What? That is true. During the coverage? During the coverage. In between all the annoying McDonald's ads that have been on for Olympics. I've Scientology. Seen no Olympic coverage. Promote really? getting people on board. Come and see the big alien that runs the universe. That's <laughs> it. Some shit. Go and see Tom Cruise and fly to Mars with him. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that's actually quite a good deal. Yeah, if you could promise me that, I'd probably get on. Yeah, uh, I would fly. I would fly to Mars with Tom Cruise. Really? Be yeah. pretty weird. We're gonna look up something else. That's no, it's not, not, not a one-way trip. Not a one-way trip. Well, that's what's happening at the moment. The Ruskies, particularly. Sorry, that's code for Russians. <laughs> are quite keen to get some manned missions going to Mars, but they're on the proviso that it's a one-way trip because it's too expensive to bring somebody back. There's also a private startup that's trying to do it, and yeah. they had applicants, and they had something like thirty thousand or something. Thirty thousand. Yes, I've seen that. Figure out there. But here's the thing, though: to consider a one-way trip to Mars. <laughs> Your life here on or as, Earth... Or as Arnie would say, here's the plan. Get your ass to Mars immediately. <laughs> I'm just... I'm, 
you know, because obviously people that are going to go and, and set up Mars as a future colony are kind of the future of humanity. <laughs> and yet the people that they're looking for are the people that are just so unhappy in their everyday life that they're just like, you know what, I'm sick of Earth, I'm sick of my life here. I'll take the one-way gamble. <sighs> Is that the sort of people you want kick-starting Humanity point 2.0? Well, you could only imagine that there would be a whole bunch of physical and psychological tests that these people would be put yeah, through. Yeah, they'd all fail they it because they're probably all depressed and unhappy with their life. What's what person, what exciting active person goes, yeah, I'm going to leave everything behind, I'm going to go to Mars. No, people are going, yeah, fuck it, Mars, why not? Well, why would someone go and live on the space station for six months? Six months, not forever. You come back from the space station, Perhaps the only people who could answer that are people who've been to space before. Yeah. But they go for, you know, X amount of time, not mm. forever. I don't even know how long it takes to get to Mars. What's the one way for... It's obviously a, a, I think it's about... It's, it's almost 200 days or something to get there. 200 days? No, if it was 200 days, they'd come back. I think it's something... No, it's no, it's too years. expensive to bring them back. That's what they're, they're, they're legitimately, legitimately saying. Yeah, I think the thing is that they can't take off once they get there. Mm. Like, it's not possible because of the science that they can take off. Mm. It's the way that they work. Yes. So, anyway... Yeah, so what did you say you were going to be doing for this year? <laughs> um, I've just finished my postgrad in a postgrad they've been teaching. So, yeah, I so can now straight to Mars. Qualified <laughs> teacher, so straight, straight to, to Mars. Mars, Mars or bust. Um, See you in 200 days, Mars. <laughs> Look, I'm sure they could do with some some qualified qualified English literature They will teachers. need teachers on that. That's the whole thing. They will need teachers. Um, Legitimate, yeah. Uh, yeah, so sorry, Mum and Dad, uh, Clem, all my mates, going to Mars. They could come with See you. See you later. Off to Mars. See you later. Just popping off to Mars. Um, no, I am I am going to Japan, though. Oh, which yeah, Which is true. not quite Mars. Which it is, is not quite Mars. It's based on Earth. But it's... Uh, it's, it's Feels it's, like Mars sometimes. It's a fairly strange place. Mm. Not in a bad way. It's in great. a great way. It's great. a wonderful place. Um, Clem and I are going Never to, to Mars. Never had the pleasure to go to Japan. Oh, Mars, Japan. A bit of a Freudian slip there, maybe. Um, going to Japan... Which would be quite exciting. Um, and, uh, yeah, going there in June. June. Um, for about a week and a half. Nice. Because AirAsia had uh, some sort of ridiculous sale. Ugh. Good on you, AirAsia. No, yeah. that's good. Yeah. Very cheap. And you then, may uh, have to fly the plane yourself. I haven't, got any other f- I haven't got any other plans for the rest of the year. Yeah. Planless. Planless, exactly. That's just going to try and get a job. <laughs> get a job on Mars <laughs> plenty of jobs going on Mars right now plenty of jobs mate. hot market Mars I'll tell you what you I don't think the start date's for a while though so it's 100% not... employment just think of all the people they're going to need like they're going to need someone to cook the food and builders and they're going to need fertile people so you probably have to take a sperm test well that's it to too reproduce. I mean you're going to have to start creating a colony yeah picking up on Mars is going to be a piece of cake <laughs> Yeah, to be fair, that's though, true. there won't be any good places to pick up. Tell you what, though, won't be if you can't condoms, pick up sure. on Mars and the colony, you know you're struggling. Yeah. <laughs> but does this get back to the type of people that might choose to go to Mars? That is true. Time? Someone who's so desperate to get with somebody else. <laughs> that's my only option is so to they go sh- to they Mars. Should, so they should go down to a standard Melbourne nightclub at 3am on a Saturday night and just go, yep, those two will do. That guy's completely randy. She's got childbearing hips. Like, how do they pick these people? Ah, oh, look, crazy. 
Science. Science. It's a bitch. It is a bitch. Yeah. Mm. I think that'll be fun. I think like... Um, it's a complex subject. You think of what life was like when our parents were born. Which really you wasn't know, that long ago. Not that long ago, but you think of how far things have progressed and what we have now that we just didn't have. What What's going to be around when we're 80? Well, you Will know there what? be people on Mars when we die? I, I, would, I, personally, I would say yes. I would say no, because personally, I don't think that uh, the human race at this point in time can financially afford to uh, to invest in things like that although they probably do need to the way that uh, we're depleting resources at a rate a but more rapid rate than we ever have before objectively if you look at what you know our grandparents grew up with and what the things that we have now and the, and the rate of progress mm. I think it's completely logical that uh, you know, when our, when our grandparents were faffing around, it's probably living more, their life. We didn't have airplanes. It's and probably more accurate. Fly. It's probably more accurate to describe it like more three hundred years ago when people were, or two hundred years ago when people were moving to Australia for the first time, which they, which they came four hundred five hundred years ago when months people went to the new world of America for the first time, yeah, you know, discovering these places. I just had just done a little bit of research on Mars. Mm. Um, Right. 200,000 people apply. 200,000. 200,000. From 140 countries. Most of them were Americans. Probably they were. Probably didn't know that was something else. $6.5 billion to do to the toilet. It's a pretty big um, possible campaign. <laughs> Who's putting up the budget for this? Uh, possible. No idea. Possible, maybe. Uh, no idea. Kickstarter. <laughs> Kickstarter, uh, that's NASA it. NASA is certainly... No, NASA has got a manned Mars mission program. NASA has no money. Yeah, NASA have no money at all. Um, That's like saying, oh, look, you know, I'm going to become... It's like sitting on the couch, eating hot dogs and <laughs> and and donuts and muffins all day long and saying, I'm going to run a marathon tomorrow. <laughs> in a world record. It's a completely unfair comparison, Victor. No, it's NASA, not. No, and he's right. NASA have no money. They might as well duct tape a bloody propeller to the back of the they space They go, oh shuttle. yeah, we're going to Mars. Yeah, okay, yeah, great. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Right. We'll yeah. see you up there. We haven't got any money, but well, we're going got to Mars. Be, you've, got to create, you've got to create the, 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 the projects first and then you get the money. Before you pay for them? No, no you've, got to, you've got to think up the projects and then maybe maybe you can get the money. I don't know. People seem to be excited about this. So. Um, can I just... Big Dog was actually right. Um, it would take seven months. Seven months. Seven months. Seven months. Like that, that, is, that is roughly 200 Bang days. on the money. So you're right. That's incredible. It's 200 days to, to get to Mars. Um, Sitting in a tin can for seven <laughs> um, months, as David Bowie would Mar- say. The Mars, the, the first crew of humans, according to the people that are supporting the plan, the Mars One project, the first crew of humans are supposed to land on Mars in 2023. Right. Which is less than 10 years away 10 from years now. Away, yeah. God. My gosh! So do the oh, I'm, it's, the, the ramifications of the plan are massive. But I mean, like, here's, the, here's the biggest: Do question. they live in the spaceship, or are, do they start building stuff? They well, build they have that. Well, they initially they'd have to live in the spaceship, I'd say. Or, well, yeah. yeah but then do they try and build stuff? I mean, fascinating stuff. There first, which will set up some base there for it for them. I don't know how they do that, but um, wow. Probably. And then, yeah, they're going to live within... It's basically they're going to be living in a donger on Mars. <laughs> a shipping container on Mars. Let's let's not beat around the bush. Yeah. It's going to be... Tough a, to get a footy on Mars. Yeah. Mm. 
It's literally going to be nothing more than a box that you're living in on Mars. <laughs> I mean, how many people are they going to send at once? And I, th- I think it's a fascinating project. How long before they put a casino on Mars if this all happens? That's a bigger question. Well, people will probably just gamble anyway. I mean... Um... It's a bit of a gamble going there in the first place. <laughs> it is. You've got to be a gambler to go there in the first place. Yeah, imagine playing poker with those guys. They're sitting there going, they just think they're all bluffing. They're like, really? you going to play that play that game with me? Check. Raise. Call. Yeah. Game of poker up on Mars. The last one <laughs> round. Everyone will push all in and then I'll one day I'll win 25 I'll Mars dollars. I'll see your trip to and Mars. Bill's just sitting there in the corner going, yes, my pretty. <laughs> wow. Bill on Mars. Imagine Bill, that. Just sitting there with a pair of Bill would just, he'd jump on the spaceship and he'd uh, pop his sleeping mask on and he'd wake up 400 days later and go, oh boy, sweetie. <laughs> at least, uh, at least by that stage, his, his homebrew would be all done, be all ready. Bill, Bill would definitely consider going to Mars, not because his <laughs> life is in such a shambles. He's just such a chill guy. Like, Bill, oh, you want to go to Mars? He's like, oh, yeah, could be kind of fun. He would Bill definitely could, be in charge of beer. He, he could become the master brewer of Mars. Wow. How about Send that? Send back some Mars beer. That'd be uh, great. Speaking of beers, are we dr- going to drink any beers? Well, look, I didn't bring them across today because I thought it was a bit early. Have, uh, well, this is a great... Yeah, and is, also because uh, uh, Kieran, I believe, has to work. I do. I have to actually go to work very soon. But um, as, as a kind of a final wrap-up for the podcast, mm. um, for anyone that listened to last... I was going to say last week's, the last podcast that we um, recorded just after Boxing Day. Um, with a, mere, Bill, a mere eight weeks ago. A mere eight weeks ago. With Bill, our special guest. Um, based on the experience that uh, he had with Cascade Light, that you also had, um, we kind of challenged Bill to brew a beer that was better than Cascade Light. A light beer that was low in alcohol. That is um, great. Um, we put the photos up on the Facebook there of the process of the brewing, and we have the bottles... Of the better than Cascade Light here in the Abbotsford Studios, and um, we have them, but they're still not ready yet. There is not a time time on them; they're not fully carbonated. And um, Bill, so we've got about three weeks to wait. But I'm going to do up a Ooh, label. That's not a bad time. We're going to do up a label. We're going to have a full tasting session um, to see if Bill's better than Cascade Light is as advertised. Which better is than Cascade better than Light. Cascade Light, and we'll also grab a couple of Cascade Lights for comparison. Callum's got a couple, so there we go. We're making. This Is there any way we can challenge Cascade Light on this and get them to say? <laughs> oh, oh well, mate, we'll send them the recording of the podcast and say, so, "Look," and then we'll send them a batch. Well, we've only got four bottles, and I'm my bets that they'll get drunk because they're probably going to be quite delicious. So that's something to look forward to um, in about three weeks' time, once the uh, once the beers have matured and matured. bubbled up and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. But yeah, so no beer today, but um, there is definitely beer on the horizon. Mm. Mm. But um, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. It's been an absolute pleasure. It has always been a pleasure. Great to be back uh, talking to you fine gentlemen again. I'm actually off to work to ironically serve Cascade Lights. That is the light beer beer of choice at Amy Park. So if you're down there for the... Oh, Melbourne Heart game. How the heart going, big dog? Well, look, the heart have a new supporter in me. (laughs) (laughs) Which is great. Yeah. Absolutely. That's beer. right. Who is it? The guy is he a sultan or something? He's come on board and given them some cash. Or no, the guy uh, they've been bought out by um, Manchester City. Manchester City. Really? Who I believe the guy who is is a sultan or something. He has. So one. keep an eye on Melbourne Heart to be rebranded Melbourne City in the coming years and move to a powder blue strip. That's just well, a little tip. They player. actually um, they actually had an interesting reversal of fortune. It's uh, a better name actually, Melbourne City. 
Yeah. The heart went over to heart went over to um to Wellington. Yeah, and then a complete reversal in the last game gave the Phoenix an absolute hype. Yeah, that's surprising. But the Phoenix have bounced back with a four one victory over Central Coast in Gosford. So Phoenix Oof. doing great. But are the central uh, yes. are the Central Coast soccer team any good? Yeah, they're yeah. the defending champions. Oh, wow. Well, there you go. The Knicks. Phoenix on the charge. Good. charge. Don't know what happened in Wellington, but... Uh... Oh, just a minor aberration. Yep. Anyway, right, boys, Amy Park, Amy Park calls. Got some Cascade lights to serve <laughs> to some fairly disinterested Melbourne Heart patrons. So, uh, so thanks for listening. Um, I've been Kieran. I've been Nick. And Callum Google Keys McDonald. Google Keys Callum Keys Callum Google McDonald And uh, this has been so, The uh, first episode of 2014 Of the Barry Bullock Hour And may we just finish on this note Get your ass to Mars immediately <laughs> Can't believe we're finishing on that You're an outrage Alright